welcome to Fresh New Look. Yes, and welcome to another episode of Fresh New Look. It is your boy Fresh. And it's your boy Judge. Yes, and today we have a special guest, the lovely, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. Imani. How you doing, Imani? I'm doing very well. Doing I'm glad you good. came. I'm happy you stopped by and showed us some love. Exactly. Yes. Glad to be here. You know, hopefully, you know, you feel comfortable and everything. Yes. Bunch mm -hmm. of gentlemen. I'm I'm very, very impressed. impressed I appreciate it. it. I am impressed. I am. Don't be impressed with this guy too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we gotta walk him through and shit. You know what I mean? It's a wild card. Never know what you're gonna get, right? It, at all. Right, right. I'm a wild card too, so Okay, good. that's good. So Amani, tell us exactly where you're from. I am from Chicago. I was born in Chicago, um, the south side of Chicago. Okay. My family is from the Hyde Park neighborhood, which is, that is where the, the Barack Obama, the Obama family lived um, mm -hmm. while he was wow. teaching at the University of Chicago, which is one of the most prestigious schools in the country and mm -hmm. in the world, in fact. So it's a it's an historical neighborhood. It, it is filled with um, some of the most like black elite people of mm -hmm. the city live in that neighborhood, yeah. black doctors, lawyers, unlike Atlanta, where you find that everywhere, yeah. there it's only a few couple, you know, few sectors of, of areas where you find black folks that are thriving. And so my family was from like the, the rough, rough side of the street. Oh, and okay. they had the privilege of, you know, benefiting off the privileges of that particular neighborhood. And so that's where I'm from. Although I did grow up in Southern California. So okay. I'm okay. kind of okay. a little bit of half and half. Um, so how long you was in California for? I was there for eight years. I was there from when I was 10 years old until I was 18. So those are my formative years. So that's a pretty big chunk of my life. And, I always you know. say, like, you become who you are, like, mm -hmm. wherever you spend high school at. To an extent, right? Yeah, it, it, um, it certainly plays a part. I think every individual is different. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, yes, that did. To be honest, I honestly feel like middle school and college were the two places where I really got a good sense of who I was. Mm -hmm. So high school was like there, but it wasn't as like as impactful, I suppose, as uh, those those particular points in my life were. So being in Chicago from 18 to 24 was, it was a big, yeah. a big part of my life, excuse me, mm -hmm. a big part okay. of my life. So, so what brought okay. you to Atlanta? Man, it was so many things. I went to school for sociology mm -hmm. at University of Illinois, Chicago. And yeah. while I was in school, I was learning so much about social issues um, and and then every single time, black people, black women specifically, fell at the bottom of the totem pole. We always mm -hmm. had the worst statistics, whether it was health care or, you know, uh, socioeconomic status or salary, anything. It was like we were always at the bottom. So mm -hmm. having worked all through college and mm -hmm. then living in, you know, pretty rough neighborhoods, I felt like I was just over hyper stimulated, like over stimulated by just all these bad things. Mm -hmm. And I was tired of going through that. Mm -hmm. And being somebody that struggles with mental health illness, mm -hmm. you know, with depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. leaving Chicago was in, in, in a way for me saving my life because mm -hmm. I could no longer be there. It was too many triggers and traumas that I experienced on a daily basis. So in my research, which I was always a big research heavy person, mm -hmm. I found that Atlanta, Houston and Charlotte were places where that were affordable enough while black people were also doing very well. Yeah in a socio socioeconomic 
uh, way. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of that kind of that's what geared me and and, and uh, drew me to Atlanta. Okay. And uh, I came here for that reason. I wanted to be somewhere where I was surrounded by people that were thriving, by people who were thriving. Mm -hmm. It is a lot of that here. Oh yeah. I will say Atlanta is a place where I made the most money I've ever made in my life. Right, <laughs> right, right. If you approach it right, Black Mecca. if you approach it right, if you come with a plan, you know, coming with a little bit of money helps as well. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't approach it right, mm -hmm. so my experience wasn't like that necessarily. But then, of course, there were outside factors that played a part as well. I couldn't have anticipated COVID. Mm -hmm. So moving here a year ago, January 2nd, and then oh, COVID. Oh, oh, you oh so you yeah. reached? Oh, so yeah. you knew me. Yeah. Oh, you knew me. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I moved here yeah. right oh, before COVID. So wow. it really, you know, it was hard. You know, it was hard in every way, mm -hmm. and and it was and it wasn't just hard for me. It was like this. It was like the twilight zone. It was this moment in during the quarantine where it literally felt like the twilight zone. It was mm -hmm. something that nobody had ever experienced before. Yeah, nobody. So we're all just it, yeah. like, what the fuck? Like we're all just looking around, like, yo, what do we do? Mm -hmm. The only thing that's open is a Walmart. Yeah. Right. And we're like, what do we do from here? Yeah, so that's true. It was a very weird time, and I, I remember vividly my birthday is Saturday, so I remember vividly this particular week what mm -hmm. it was like, you know, being here, oh, my, yeah, away from home, March, can't mm -hmm. go home, can't do anything, and I'm Everything like, closed down. I'm like, it was hard to get through that, you mm -hmm. know, and so it was, it was, it was a struggle, um, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So battling depression, and you moving down here for mm -hmm. a year, mm -hmm. just just recently down here, how did that work, like? You overcoming being down here in Atlanta for a year, especially because of the pandemic, right. you know, and it's hard times, yeah, like how you know, you yeah, exactly. You know, I had already felt like I had went through the worst possible thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I had um, three years ago, I had my last semester of college, the, the semester before that I had made the dean's list. Mm -hmm. So I was doing really well. You know, mm -hmm. I was really good in school. My professors, they were... Um, they are very impressed by me. You know, they were always encouraging me to go to grad school and mm -hmm. do different things. And by the time I got to my last semester of college, I was I had reached a really bad breaking point where I could no longer function. And I had lost like 30 pounds. And I'm 5'8", mm -hmm. 150. So mm -hmm. me losing 30 pounds is like, you look crazy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Crazy. I look anorexic. Yeah. You know, so I was really, really sick. And um, I, had, I had to put myself in the hospital. I put mm -hmm. myself in a psychiatric part of the hospital. Like I admitted myself. Last year, you saying? This was three years ago. Three years. On, okay. on, on, on different, on three different occasions okay. in Chicago. And after experiencing that and experiencing not wanting to live anymore, mm -hmm. there's only so much that comes after that that you are afraid of. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it makes right? sense. Right? You know, like once you've hit your bottom, mm -hmm. your absolute bottom, anything after that is like, ah, I'll be all right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I came here and I fell into homelessness and I fell into having to strip and do different things, mm -hmm. it wasn't that hard for me because I'm like, well, I've already experienced wanting to die every day. Yeah. So I can get through this. So the depression, although it was it was hard and it was severe, it was also helpful that I was in, a, in an environment where I didn't have to deal with the gloominess of how Chicago is very gray during the, yeah. like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the Midwest, man, like, during the winter, it's like nine months out the yeah, year, damn near. Just like just, New York. It's just gray and gloomy, you feel me? And, and I've had a friend of mine from Rochester that told me the same thing. Like, he's like, man, it's fucking depressing, you know, for a big chunk of the year. And so 
being here and being in the only city that was really the only city that was most open mm -hmm. played a big part in me not really having ha not having it hit me as hard as other people. Okay. So if I had been in Chicago, I probably would have been way worse off if I, you know, if I stayed there yeah, um, once COVID hit because it was yeah. so shut down. And I, I wouldn't have been able to maintain. Yeah, yeah. But being here gave me a little bit of cushion to where I didn't feel the, the, the hard hit of it as yeah. much. So what were your aspirations before you started um, got into the entertainment, the nightlife entertainment? Because I know that I've seen that you didn't, you weren't in the dancer, dancer at all. Chicago, right. So you get to Atlanta. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like what put you into you that? Out? Yeah. Yeah. So dancing like, is all new when you came? <laughs> never danced before. Wow. Like ever. Um and I always talk about it because on my story, because a lot of my friends, I mean, people from back home were like, what the fuck? Yeah. So people I used to go out with all the time were like, bitch, you barely had rhythm. Like, how the yeah. fuck <laughs> how the fuck are you dancing in the best clubs in yeah. the country right now? You know what I'm saying? And so it was honestly, um, when I first moved here to answer your question, I was I was initially interested in finding somebody that worked in that was in real estate, an investor or mm -hmm. a business owner and being their assistant or being their protege of some sort and just learning from them. Mm -hmm. um, that was my initial goal. Um, and again, it just didn't it just didn't go that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Once COVID hit, people were scared. They don't want nobody near them. Mm -hmm. It's like it's kind of hard to be an assistant yeah. when somebody's afraid of their life. Right. right. Yeah. So. I was just in a really tough predicament with trying to figure that out. So that was my that was my initial goal. I wanted to be a real estate investor. Um, but even in being an investor, you need the capital, right? Mm -hmm. Or at least the credit to be able to get the loans, or whatever you need to mm -hmm. be able to invest. Um, so it just it was just these lofty sort of um, goals that I had that didn't seem too lofty at the time. But then once circumstances came into into place, it was like, okay, yeah, this is a bit much. So you got to figure something out. You, you gotta eat. You gotta yeah, you eat. Gotta you, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta figure something out. So yeah, coming from a family to hustle. Yeah. Man, everything changed. No, Every no, no. I went out. The last day I went out was March 13th. I want to say March 15th. Yeah. Like, hey, yo, it's a wrap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The best gift I got on the 27th was the stimulus passing or some mm -hmm. shit. Like that was like I was like, okay, well, at least we're getting a 200 check soon. You know what I mean? But besides that, it was depressing. It was yeah. it was fucked up, and so. I um I come from a family of, of hustlers. You know, I come from a family of people that that figure it out. They maintain. You know, a majority of my grandparents on both sides are from Mississippi and Alabama. You know, these are people that they they um they overcame. You know, they they endured, and and so people in the Midwest period, that southern part of us is what drives us to keep working hard and striving. Mm -hmm. And even now compared to Atlanta, Chicago, you know, there isn't a whole opportunity for us there. It's yeah. still a lot of racism and discrimination and things of that nature, regardless of how much money you make, regardless of how well you dress, regardless of how well you speak. Yeah. You know, it's like, we don't want you here. Mm -hmm. And that's what I knew. So I just said, okay, well, Imani, I know you've never danced before, mm -hmm. but shit, in this particular market, I was always thinking ahead, like, okay, I know in Chicago, it's a, it's a food city. Mm -hmm. It's restaurants, you know, it's hospitality driven. But in Atlanta, yeah. hospitality, eh, it's the strip club, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, you never danced before, but shit, you like being naked. You like walking around the house naked. You know, you a little freaky in the bedroom. You know, you got a few qualities that yeah. might be able to, you know, put pull you, it off. pull it off. Yeah, you feel right, me? Yeah. So, and I like to be sexy. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm going to just f try to do the shit. And that's why I did it, you I know? I was your first night dancer. Because in my, in my mind, 
it's always like how Players Club is. <laughs> yeah. To be, you know what's crazy? To be honest, it was very much like that. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Very much like that. Um, I had went to, uh, are we okay with mentioning like specific club names and stuff? Yeah, you can, this you can say whatever you want. This particular <laughs> club, I don't give a fuck because yeah. fuck them. But it was Gentleman's <laughs> Club. Okay. downtown and um i went there because it was the closest club to the job i was being i was training to be a server at a job that was in mm -hmm. midtown mm -hmm. and i was just so irritated and frustrated with the management mm -hmm. and i had experienced so much bullshit in chicago that i had refused to come to atlanta and deal with the same type of shit i'm like yeah, if i'm gonna move yeah. to another city you i'm not about to deal with the same shit i dealt with back home bullshit. like i didn't come here for that you know? industry, i didn't come here for that and I'm yeah. for that. You know, I know my qualifications. I know how hard I've worked. I know I'm overqualified, but you're not about to tell me what to do and you yeah. don't know shit. I just, yeah. I was not going. And now looking back, of course, it was a sense of pride and ego that went into that, but that's where I was at at the time. Right. So the closest club to me, which I didn't have a whole lot of money to take an Uber anywhere else, was mm. Gentleman's Club, which was downtown. Yeah. So I went downtown to Gentleman's Club. The manager there, uh, I went in went trying to get a serving job at first. Like I wanted to be a bottle server job or, you know, a bartending job and... They're like, well, I mean, you could just be a dancer. It's easier to just mm -hmm. be a dancer. And I was always pushed in that direction. It took a minute for me to understand the politics of that particular industry mm -hmm. and how they don't care about resume. They don't really care no, about don't, your don't. experience. They don't care about any of that stuff. I, I didn't. I, I underestimated uh, colorism and how all that plays a part here. Um, social media, the push of um, that black Hollywood shit, all of that really plays a part in your success here and That's so crazy. i started dancing because they pretty much were pushing me in that direction mm -hmm. now had i been a light-skinned you know thick tattooed big chick booty, big ass. booty chick they yeah. would have been like you do whatever you want to do you could be the motherfucking manager if you want to be yeah. but because i was a brown skinned girl who was natural with a fade mm -hmm. it was like nah your best bet is to be a dancer just be a dancer and so uh, that's why i went in that direction how did that make you feel it at that particular moment because i wasn't aware of what was actually taking place I didn't take it too hard. I was like, okay, well, shit, maybe being a dancer is the thing to do. So I didn't know how nuanced it was. I didn't know the why, the why behind it. Mm -hmm. It took later for me to for me to realize, okay, they didn't they didn't want you to have that job because you yeah. didn't fit that particular look mm -hmm. or persona, uh -huh. or you weren't fucking the manager or the owner. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what came later in my experience. So. The first time I, you know, you go to the back as a dancer to, to get a job, mm -hmm. they have you get naked. That's just like a part of the protocol. Yeah, they got to look at you. See they got to see you, you know. Yeah. So the manager, he closed the door. He wanted me to get naked. And similar to how Diamond was in Players Club, mm -hmm. right? I'm like, okay, I guess this is how it's supposed to be, right? right? Mm -hmm. This nigga, he's like, show me what she would do if he was in VIP. Right. Like, what? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, what do they do in VIP? Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. like, okay, what is the, what the fuck does that mean? You know? And then he had me sit on the table and he proceeded to try to lick my pussy. What? He tried to say it again? Lick my pussy. He was trying to eat me out. Like, wow. wow. First day I'm there trying to figure out how this all works and so playing off play of my vulnerability. <laughs> he's wow. like, this bitch For ain't real. never danced before. She yeah. wouldn't know if this is normal or not. Wow. So I'm about to try her ass. And that's pretty much what happened. He nasty for that, though. For real. Yo, I can listen, bro. When I tell you. <laughs> yo, just going off her right. And I'm like, yo, she got some motherfucking stories. These niggas are disgusting, bro. Yeah. I've seen it all. I've, 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 yes, they are out of control. Mm -hmm. So that was my first day dancing was mm -hmm. that was that experience and that pretty much set the tone um for what was to come after that 
Okay. Wow. Hey, y'all better ask something. <laughs> 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 no, I'm there. I got shit, bro. Y'all better ask something. No, he just he just looking like. <laughs> y'all look up, y'all better ask something. Yeah, I was just I just <laughs> asked the question, Yo, so. I got shit falling in love. I got yeah. y'all. John, let you know. I'll take a look. So, um, <laughs> what's the craziest thing that happened in the strip club? Oh my god, yo. Ugh. I don't even know. There's so much There's shit. So much um, hmm. There's things that I've done in the strip club, mm-hmm. and there's things that's happened to me in the strip club. So what have you done? I want to know what, what you've done. <laughs> we want to hear this. It's okay. It's okay. I don't mind. She open book. Yeah. I'm she open book. book. So you know, while we know that prostitution is illegal, mm-hmm. you know, technically, um, when you work and this is when things get a little serious, right? Because it, it isn't something that I take lightly. It's not something that I feel like is really a joke in mm-hmm. any sense. There are plenty of women that do things sexually to survive. You know what I mean? It's a means of survival. This nigga wants he's saying, I, I, you know, I got $50 for you, mm-hmm. but if you want to do this, I got 200 for you, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you're homeless and you don't know what you're going to eat tomorrow, you're going to do what you, you, gotta gonna, do. You, might, you might reconsider that. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so... That was a, that happened a few different times mm. for me because I'm here by myself. I don't have any family here. I don't have anybody here, you know, and I had refused to go back to Chicago. I wasn't going back to Chicago. Mm. I just wasn't going. Yeah. I did not want to come back home and go, oh, we told you you wasn't going to make it. I just wasn't. I'm like, fuck that. I'll be homeless. I'll live on the streets, but I'm not going back home. So there were times that I definitely might have gave head or did X, Y, and Z in the strip club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that's definitely the craziest Mm-hmm. In that regard, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I've done. Because there are some clubs that have like a VIP section and some clubs don't. Okay. So the ones that I did, which were um, for me, two clubs in particular, I work at four clubs. So two mm-hmm. clubs in particular, which are my first two clubs, they have VIP section. So there were clubs that I was able to do, you mm-hmm. know, what I could do within those spaces. Um, outside of that, I remember one time, I had like a, five clubs technically. So there was one club I went to, and um, the girl, there was. I'm bisexual, so mm-hmm. was that was another that, too, that was another big like part of me working in that environment. When I first went as a customer, I'm like, man, like they look great. Like I was like, yo, yeah. this is amazing. Like, is that a pussy? Oh my god! <laughs> like I've never too, even right? imagined, you know, being somewhere where it was okay to be able to walk around naked, and you know, I was mm-hmm. just like, this is this is dope. So, you know, one day I went to this one club, and, and me and this girl, one of the other dancers, we just started making out, and mm-hmm. one dude was like, look. If you lick her pussy, I mean, I'll just give you, I'll give you some money for that. I'm like, well, shit, I want to lick it anyway, so shit, (laughs) fuck it, you know? So, like, that that basically, (laughs) that happened until security was like, yo, y'all wilding, like, chill the fuck out. Like, you got to calm down. Like, this is not that. You are at work still. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. You talk about, um, there was a guy that approached you, told you that she was beautiful, wanted to take you out, and then you end up finding out he was married. Mm-hmm. Or is that just, or just a, one of your poems? Or no, is it actually that, a true story, story that's right? A, that's a true story. I mean, yeah. okay. And that's that, you know, a lot of things I might write is not really a part, it's not really a specific situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. It'll be like an accumulation of different situations or scenarios. And I kind of come down to like a one thing, like a one story narrative mm-hmm. or some sort. Yeah. And so that is very common. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Atlanta, and I say Atlanta because there's nowhere like here. 
I don't care what nobody says. You know, I tell people all the time, I might complain about Atlanta. Like, well, you know, everybody has, every place has fake people. Every place has, like, nah. Not as much as Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta is different, <laughs> okay? Yeah, I, I, I will say I just came back from Houston. Houston gave me a lot of Atlanta vibes. It's getting there. Houston? It's getting really? there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like yeah, that Yeah, a lot of people's moving but a lot from people Atlanta. Moving to go, um, a lot of people yeah. are moving there. And, yeah. and granted, Houston is bigger, so please move there. Yeah, yeah. Because y'all fucking our yeah, shit yeah. up. Y'all making traffic worse. Y'all making the motherfucking Uber prices worse. So please go to fucking Houston. They got enough land and space. Atlanta gets too small right now, you yo. know. And I'm, so it, it's a, it's a really interesting place. And um, I'm forgot, sorry, you what? forgot what you asked. Yeah, asked you <laughs> no, you saying um, oh, the guy, the guy. yes. So men come into the strip club all the time, like all the time, married. Half of them is married. Majority mm-hmm. of them, majority, majority, married, majority right? of them, or they're not. Yeah. If they're not married, they have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. or they have you know baby mama, or something mm-hmm. going on, and. Through my analyzation, you know, through me just my, my major plays a big part in my life. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm constantly analyzing things in, mm-hmm. in many different ways. I'm looking at race and gender and sexuality and you know everything mm-hmm. all the time. Anybody any com- customer comes up to me, I always ask them where they're from first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then from there I'm able to kind of go off of that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. not and people some people take it off take it as like you're trying to judge people before you get to know them, but. It's, it's stereotypes are not necessarily always false. There's some truth to every stereotype. So yeah. you, you you factor in culture and different things that make you kind of adjust to an individual based off of where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So I found that with men that are married, there's a way that they approach different girls. Um, my goal at some point is to do like I think we had talked about previously I think before we started how the reason that you guys started this is because the barber very very rarely be a- is able to talk, talk you know exactly. and really share his experiences mm-hmm. so as a dancer I feel similarly and not just any dancer a dancer that I consider an outcast dancer mm-hmm. a dancer so that so why you say that uh, want to touch I'll yeah we got yeah, yeah we got to touch on that why so mm-hmm. being an outcast dancer um if, have you ever, have any of you all been in a What's strip club? What's the outcast dance? Yeah, I've been in strip clubs. I'll explain it for sure. Like, have, you've all been in a strip club yeah. in Atlanta? Okay. Yeah, I dated a couple of strippers. So I, I bet know. you have. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get yeah. the I get the I date strippers vibe. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. I don't know why, but I, I get I get that vibe. Very uh, strong. Very strong <laughs> on that guy. The force is strong on you. Right. <laughs> the and, force. And there's nothing wrong with that. It yeah. takes a certain type of man to date a stripper. You know, there's nothing, it's not a derogatory thing to say that. Oh, yeah. Right? No. You can't be insecure. Because you, you can't. It's, you cannot be. Mm-mm. You cannot be an insecure man. If you are dating a, dan- a dancer, you have to be very sure of who you are, very comfortable in who you are, trusting of her to mm. an extent. If you don't trust her, then. To an extent. To an extent, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Then at least you know, like, well, if I don't trust, then I move how I move. I adjust. You know, you, I might know that you might move how you move, so mm-hmm. I'll adjust to how you move and move mm-hmm. how I move. But we have an understanding we meet back together. And so it, it isn't an easy thing to be in, be involved in. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by outcast dancer is that it really applies to the environment. Depending on what kind of club you're in, depending on what city you're in, you are an outcast. You might be outcast there, but somewhere else you might be the, the one. Mm-hmm. It's okay. all situational. It's all relative, right? But in Atlanta, the the overarching culture what's most popular right now is that you know your body being done your titties your ass ass, you know and i always mention the 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 colorism aspect because it does play a part so 
even if, right, I was able to go tomorrow and get my titties done and get mm. some ass shots, I'm a, I still have a fade and I'm still a caramel brown skinned girl. Yeah. So what should that matter though? It sh- you. Does, but it does. it does. For example, right? Working at Magic City. I worked okay. at Magic City for about two, three months. There were guys that came in there that would be like, I want only I want ten yellow bones in my section. Only. They bougie and uh, only. Man. I only want ten yellow bones. Do not have a bitch any darker than this. It damn near like a paper bag test. Like don't have her wow. any darker than this. Like you need her. She has to be this. You mm-hmm. can't have her in here. And that happens. Often, mm-hmm. that's, that's sad. normal. That's sad. That's no, that's a norm to the point where girls aren't even offended anymore. Like, well, that's just what he likes. Like, and it's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And so in Atlanta, colorism is a big thing here. Mm-hmm. It just is. And so me being, I'm not a dark skinned girl, right? Mm-hmm. But I am a brown skinned girl, mm-hmm. and I'm a natural. I don't have any implants mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And and then and then. There's an, ex- there's an expectation based off of what you look like and how you're supposed to behave. <laughs> so what, is, what, what do you mean? So, and, I, and as you know, you guys being men, and I always, I always challenge men on this thing, on, on this, because they, they try to deny it, but when they take time to really think about it, like, damn, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. So majority of black men that I meet, they're more likely to tolerate a woman being rude <laughs> being like kind of like a certain way now you guys might be anomalies like, yeah, like i'm anomalies. saying yeah i'm definitely because <laughs> listen listen yeah. no, 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 no 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 we're gonna let you finish and, and, I ain't gonna say is, and that's why when i post things on instagram i'm mm. always telling guys like listen if you can't relate to this it's because mm. you just yeah, happen you. to be the anomaly yeah. yeah exactly but take a moment to get outside of yourself mm-hmm. and look at them like if you ever walk into a space full of men mm. and you feel uncomfortable yeah. You're probably an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you're able to recognize the men around you being insecure or being mm. this way or being that way, not being stand-up guys, you know? Mm-hmm. And that lets you know that you're not like the average guy. Okay. So if I post something and it doesn't offend you, mm-hmm. then I should let you know that, well, then that just doesn't apply to me. Right. But if it does offend you, then that probably means that there's something that's going on inside where you're like, damn, she's talking about me? Yeah. See yeah. what I'm saying? I could see it. Right? Yeah. And so a lot of men they really do b- behave a certain way and, and go off of skin tone. There are some men that think of a light of a girl as light skin. They all might think she's clean and mm-hmm. has a clean pussy and a fat pussy or juicy pussy. Cause mm-hmm. she's a, she's light skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they think of a dark, see a dark skin, dark skin girl thinks she's dirty. It's all historical. It's all sorts of things that play into why we may think that way. The yeah. psychological psycho, psychology behind it. You see what I'm saying? Um, you think that's more men that go in a strip club? Or like that? no, that's, that's a that's, that's an in general thing. Yeah. That's an in general thing. I haven't even known some niggas that think like that. Like, yeah, yeah, no. exactly. It's true. <laughs> You've heard it. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not crazy, right? No, might, like I'm might, a tomboy, so I've always had male friends. So mm-hmm. like a lot of my a lot of my opinions and perspectives are largely based upon things I've literally heard. Mm-hmm. And you, you know what I'm saying? Watching. I've watched, I've seen, I've heard. So I was an athlete. I was a t- I'm a tomboy. I've, I've always been that. Yeah, and I'm track bisexual. star, right? Yeah, I ran track. So mm-hmm. I'm not like the average chick. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I can I can actually understand to an extent where a lot of guys are coming from. Mm-hmm. I have to even check myself sometimes. Like I prefer thicker women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I prefer women that are like natural, or, natural uh, naturally booties, thicker women. Booties? Yeah, like not probably not fake because mm-hmm. I know what fake asses feel like, and yeah. I just ain't with it. Like mm-hmm. that shit doesn't feel great. <laughs> he um, got a thing with redheads. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 yeah, hey, hey, hey. yeah, that's what. Yeah, hey, exactly. Listen, hey, I, hey, listen, listen, I ain't listen, judging it, bro. and that's the thing. Like that's I the like thing. all women. Let's get it that's straight. the thing, you know. <laughs> you know. Do you? Right. right. Like I feel like specifically, like you guys are from the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like men from the Bronx, and I I talked to a guy from the Bronx for a little bit. Okay. Um. You guys, you know, you, you're around a lot of Latinas, right? That is true. And, and as a result, you have an affinity for them. You kind of have a draw towards them to an extent. I, you know what? I am not going to deny that. I used to grow up. I used to, I used to date a lot of Spanish girls. I am not going to deny that, you know? Yeah. When I moved down here, you know, I saw the culture. Because it's not too many. It's like a lot of black girls, but it's not like how Atlanta is, you know? Like, you don't... <laughs> it's it's different. It's a little different. Like no, I didn't no, see. Well, you moved down here and. I, I seen I seen way more, a lot of black, beautiful women down here. Down here. Not in New York, but he's made it sound like New York. No, no, New York have a lot of black women, but it's still. It's it is different though. It's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little York, different. It's, more, it's um, the saturation and centralization yeah. of it. A little more right. New York. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And, and and the way that so when I go out on a regular night in Atlanta and I do this all the time, like I'm always I usually go out alone mm-hmm. and I usually go out looking like regular. Like I'll mm-hmm. wear a fucking baseball cap and some a t shirt. I see I seen you like and because some the couple of the couple of pictures you posted that you was in a club and you like it was like one you just had on jeans and sneaks. And it was the one you had on the skirt. It was yeah. a skirt with a blouse. Like, that's like the only one. Like, she's dressed yeah. up. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be out here kicking it. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like, I just don't care. You know what I mean? So when I go out, it's because I just, I'm always observing. Mm-hmm. I observe, right? And gotcha. I notice the way that women here move. And uh, they move. It's, it's heartbreaking, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's devastating. And um, but I, I can say it's a lot of the men that fought too on, on no, 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 no. occasions. Like I look that at too. both genders. Oh yeah, go definitely. And I understand how they all play a part, right? How both genders play a part, and what's going on, what's taking place, what's transpiring. Mm-hmm. And there's so many black women that are just—they really just want somebody. You had they, you know, it's anyone from the ratchet hood rat chick to the to the motherfucking but it's the, multi-millionaire mm-hmm. lawyer. Mm-hmm. They yeah, all right have one thing here. in common. They really just want a black man in their life, mm-hmm. right? But and in a what way, type of black man? That's the thing. It's to be honest, in Atlanta, it's a lot. Of, it's to the point where bitches don't even care. Nigga can, can be like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, I, I just want to exactly. I'm not. I'm not letting that. I don't believe that one. I really don't I've believe that shit. I've look, seen it, I, man. I, 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 a lot of women, exactly, please, women tell in them. Atlanta that I have spoken to. Exactly. <laughs> please school, preach. They all want the same fabricated type of man. Preach. Exactly. It's a very him. slim chance on them. Right. And then when you do find that guy, when you they do, all f- want a balling ass nigga. Right? Yeah. They all want a nigga to make a honey. I, I hate to say exactly. it. Exactly. And I don't disagree with and, you. And, and, and when they get, they find a nigga, nigga be fronting. Right. A lot of niggas be fronting in the club. Right. You know right. 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 But also don't forget, they want the nigga to be a baller. And then faithful as hell. And then faithful. And then faithful. I agree with you. So I, I'm a, I call, my, I consider myself a fair feminist, right? Okay. I'm not about to sit here and act like 
that's not true, right? Mm -hmm. I agree. Like when I told you, when I go into clubs and lounges and shit, I observe everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm looking around at everybody. Like, what's going on? I see women that are 45 excuse me, 50 years old, behaving like they're fucking 21. Yeah, you see those. <laughs> no, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, they didn't got, they got their the BBL. Mm-hmm. They got the camel toe popping through their biker popping shorts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they just want some attention. <laughs> you know, like, like, you like, you know, like, you know, like, it just feels nasty. Like, ew. When I see, I saw one that, like, when I was in Linux out there, like, yo, put that shit away. Like, there's kids around. I'm weak, but I agree with you, right? And so it's just, it's just different. And I do, I do feel as though there are a lot of women that have these expectations, and a lot of these expectations, both both men and women, these expectations Mm -hmm. that are so guided by society, so guided by Mm -hmm. the things that we've been fed. It's It's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. At the end of the day, what I've come to learn is that. A relationship, love, marriage, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. It's going to always be somebody out there better, finer, prettier, whatever the fuck the case may be. Right. But at the end of the day, who you're with is who you choose to be with. Mm-hmm. So how's the dating life with you? I avoid niggas at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> what you prefer? Dead, why, so, why, why, yeah. <laughs> what you prefer, females or, or men? Um, 